Hey, Purpose Claremont. Hope you're doing well today. Um, man, this is my first podcast episode for 2021. So happy new year. Um, I know it's more the same, but God's faithful. In fact, for Christmas, um, I don't know if I, I think I might've mentioned this in the past. If I haven't, uh, there's a slogan that I've kind of adopted, um, especially for 2020 and even going into 2021. Um, and maybe just for life, it's really helped me out. Um, I adopted this slogan. It is what it is. And, uh, and then for Christmas, uh, my wife, my wife Kelly, found this uh, this little wooden um, like decoration, and no joke, it says it is what it is, and it's now up in my office. So guys, it is what it is. We're trusting God through the whole process. Um, but I just want to um, just jump on here. We started a new Bible reading plan uh, for this year. Uh, if you don't know what it is, um, or if you want to be part of it, you can message us at the church. You can actually just go to the purposeclaremont.com. And then in the bottom right, there's a place where you can just click and chat right then. And we'll get you connected to it. Um, you can also go on the website and you can find it there, the Bible reading plan. Um, it's on the calendar. Uh, but we want to get people involved in reading the scriptures. And it kind of connects to why it is um, that I'm sharing today and what stood out to me today in my time with the Lord. And so let me pray and we're going to jump in. So let's pray. Father, I want to give you thanks for our time this morning um, that I got to hang with you um, and to read through Genesis 3 again um, and to just have this stand out and um, just be reminded of why your word is so important. And I pray that you would speak to each of us and remind us and then put in us a, a true desire to continue to dive into the word with you, not just to know the word and and to know information, but to be transformed by you through the process, process of abiding with you. And so, God, I pray that you would take this time and do some great things with it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, uh, in Genesis chapter 3, um, remember Genesis chapter 1 and 2, God created everything. I think I might have mentioned this in the past. If not, I've preached it. John, Genesis 1 is kind of like the, the big picture view of how God created Genesis 2 is kind of like a laser beam focus on how God created man and woman um, and the order that he created them and responsibilities that, he's, that he gave um, to the man and to the woman and their role. And so that's what happened in chapters 1 and, one and 2. Then chapter 3, we know it as the fall. That's when Adam and Eve decided to rebel against God. Um, and there's so much more to it. That I just want to start. I just want to focus in on the first verse. That's it. Um it says this, now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? That's it. Just that one question. Guys, the enemy is so good. See, I do believe that there's a devil. Jesus mentions him. The Bible talks about him. There's, a, there's, a, there's an outright enemy, a hater of God and all of God's people, and actually a hater of humanity, for humanity is created in the image of God. Um, I know that, and it's weird that so many people um, who call themselves Christians today, they believe in angels and they believe in God, but the majority of people who call themselves followers of Jesus do not believe that, do not believe in the demonic, or maybe even a personal, like a personality known as the devil or Satan, but I do. But notice his tactic here. All that he does is he gets, he gets the woman, he gets Eve to question what it is that God actually said. Again, all he said, all he asked was, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And today he does the same thing. He may not bring up the, 
uh, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden. But what he will do is go, did God actually say, and then bring up things in the scriptures that talk about, uh, that God brought up, that's kind of goes against culture. So did God, did God really say like, you can't have sex before marriage, or you're supposed to be faithful to your spouse, or marriage is between a man and a woman? Did God really say that? And he gets people to really question what it is that the Bible says. So what it is that God is saying, he gets us to question. And so friends, real quick, this isn't a long one today. It is so important for us as followers of Jesus to base our foundation of truth, like what we hold on to as truth on the scriptures. For us to spend time daily, as much as we can, just spending time with God in the word and letting the Holy Spirit speak to us what is true. I don't know about you, but I'm watching and I'm reading things that are happening in our nation, in the world, but especially in our nation and the ideas that people have. And it seems like all there's all these points of confusion and it's actually celebrated. It's like there's different types of confusion. And yet people kind of just jump in, well, because nobody can really know, which is a relativistic, subjective view of truth and living, when that mentality is like, oh, well, no one can really know. Friends, the reason that we really can know is because there is actually truth. And those who are offended by that statement go, no, there's no such thing as truth. That's an ultimate truth statement. So you actually do believe in truth. I can't imagine how bad things would be if we actually lived in a world where there was absolutely no truth. Everyone did as, everyone did whatever that whatever it is that they wanted to do. But there is truth. Example. Uh, I don't know who this congressman is. I just watched it yesterday. And it might have happened yesterday. I don't know. But he's he's opening up in prayer um, for Congress. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure as some of you guys are listening to this, you probably have already seen this. And um, again, I don't know his name. I don't know anything about him. But what, what stood out to me is as he's praying his prayer, when he's talking about this monotheistic God that's known by different names. So it's kind of like, well, we don't really want to say that any God is like, we don't, especially we don't want Christianity or Christ to be known as the God. So it's kind of like, well, there's one God, which is weird for people to say that don't want to hold us. They don't want to hold to absolute truth. They want to live in a subjective truth, but saying one monotheistic God that is known by different names. So we get to kind of call him whatever we want. We get to kind of make him whoever we want. But he ends the prayer by saying, amen and a woman. And I sat there and I thought, okay, and it's and it's the idea of not having any um, like gender titles. Uh, they're really trying to go toward that in Congress now. And I just sat there and I was like, wait a minute, like amen is not a word for male. They The word amen is, I believe it's a Latin word and it simply means may it be so or let it be. It has nothing to do with gender, but to have someone up in just have someone opening prayer for the Congress of the United States of America. And friends, I can tell you, this is not political at all. I don't, I'm not picking one side or the other. I don't care. I'm just saying it just makes no sense to me when we have such confusion over what words are or titles um, or truth or responsibilities. When we start questioning everything and saying, well, nothing's really true, but everything's true, um, which is can't work. It doesn't work like that. Guys, it, it, it made me nervous that I watched someone who would actually open in prayer and close not with the with a Latin ending, um, may it be so, and even if you don't want to say the word amen, but just ending with may it be so, to say amen and a woman, I thought, man, we are confused. Followers of Jesus, we, we hold to the foundations of the scriptures 
because they're sure and certain. And yes, there are difficult parts in here. And there are parts that's like, I don't know how, I don't know how to, I don't know how to understand that part. Or man, that's going to be really hard to apply in today's culture. But friends, it's been like that for every generation of Christian throughout all of human history. It's been like that, but we live according to the truth that God has revealed to us in his word. So it's not just about me finding truth. It's not about me coming up with, I like this part of scripture and then I don't want this part. It's us applying appropriately the teachings of the Bible. Even, even Old Testament, we find the principles that are constant throughout the scriptures and the ones that were specifically for Israel, for ceremonial laws or for their own civic laws, which is or their civil laws for a nation. Of course, I don't live by those. That was, for, that was for Israel. But the moral law, of course, I live by that. Even Jesus brings up the moral law. And so we want to make sure that we're applying this appropriately. But that's why I'm, I'm going to constantly be encouraging us as a community. We have to be in the word. We have to be in the word because I'm convinced that the enemy still uses the same tactic today. And he's tricked a whole lot of people. And to, because, well, it really, it does say it, but it doesn't really mean it. And you have so many people that are leading so many people astray rather than what if, and she did answer correctly. She added on a little bit, she answered correctly. And then he got her to question whether or not like the motivation behind what God said was actually good. So when she answers, well, God did say, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that's in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. The serpent's response to her was, you will not surely die. So he goes against, completely against what it is that God actually did say. He says, but God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. In other words, it's like God's holding out on you. And if you eat this, you can be like God. I mean, two temptations. You could be in control, but God's holding out on you. You got to trust me. I know what's best and I know what's really good. Friends, he does the exact same thing today. So I want to encourage you, stay in the word. Stay in the word. Get Be, be part of the reading plan. Reach out to us um, through the website, purposeclaremont.com. Um, and in the bottom right, you'll see a place where you can chat. Um, if, if it's from the hours of 9 to 5, we're listening. Like We'll respond right then, right when we can. Um, if it's after those hours, it'll be sent as an email, and we will get back to you. But we want to be available to you. But we want, I want to encourage you, be part of the reading plan. Be part of the Bible reading plan. Monday through Friday, um, we have Bible reading plan. It's usually about two chapters a day, which if you just read it um, without making any notes, it seriously is going to take maybe five minutes. And then weekends off. So if you get super busy during the week, uh, you have a couple days to kind of catch up so that we can keep going together. So guys, I love you more than you know. I pray, that, I, I pray and I hope that this was encouraging, but also um, challenging for those that maybe haven't, you haven't really jumped into a reading plan. I really want all of us to be in the Bible. Guys, love you more than you know. Hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you later. See you later.